Hi guys, it's Geraldine. I've got a quick pre-podcast announcement. Uh, Number one, I have a new album that's coming out. It's been uh, five years in the making. I've had a lot of great support from my crowdfunding campaigns. It's nearly done. If you listen to this before the 23rd of March 2016, you can still contribute. But of course, afterwards, you can still buy it. Uh, Secondly, I just wanted to clarify, in the next podcast, we're talking a lot about an issue that happened during Adelaide Fringe 2016 when uh, my friend and interviewee, Alexis, wrote a Facebook post talking about how it was difficult for him to come back to Adelaide Fringe. So the issue that we're discussing is uh, Fringe Festival's becoming very big and making it very difficult for independent performers and independent venues to be able to sustain any kind of performance in festivals that were created to support Fringe artists in the first place. So that's the big issue that keeps coming up that we kind of skirt around a bit at the beginning. But yeah, you can look up all of the links. A lot of people talked about it actually got in the news in the UK. So here's hoping somebody understands that if independent arts die, then, you know, we lose a lot of generations of really great performers. Speaking of which, I guess you're all coming to my Melbourne International Comedy Festival show. It's been 10 years. I've got a band. Please come. Seriously. Please come. Anyway, let's get on with it. Hey there, cats and kittens, and welcome to episode 10 of Bang on the Strillers, where Geraldine Quinn finally gets international by speaking to Alexis Dubas. Right after some of the controversy that occurred around Adelaide Fringe 2016. Hmm, will he be more frank with her? Hmm, I guess you're going to have to listen to find out and also subscribe and give us really good ratings so that some more people listen to this. We also talk about odd public encounters, people's strange passions and arguing with a guy who has a rabbit on his cock. Obviously, there are some warnings about swearing, but we do get a nice little surprise drop-in visit from Becky Lou, who was on episode two of the podcast. But first, why not listen to me sitting in Alexis's backyard waiting for him to get off the computer? No, I'm, I'm not kidding. That's really what's about to happen. I'm actually sitting here on my own. I'm half an hour late. I think Alexis is trying to get me back. Oh, he's on the computer. Because he's famous now. I think it's... Oh, he's, oh, he's sneezing. So I'm, uh, I'm in the backyard of Alexis's um, uh, higher place in Adelaide Fringe. Uh, it's a very muggy day. It's the 11th of March, 2016. I can see his velvet suit over there. Oh, no, he's here now. Okay, cool. (laughs) Hey, Quinn. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yes. I've never asked you a very stupid question. How to pronounce my surname. That's right. It's amazing how many people have asked me that after years of knowing me. Years and years and years. I I think I just always thought it was dubus. It is. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's the first. Thank you. I I was just about to turn my phone off. That's all right. Hello, mate. Hello. He's talking on the telephone. How's it going? Um, not sure who uh, it is. Seems to be a gentleman. Good, good, good. good. What, what time are you getting in? Uh, so someone's arriving into Adelaide. Yay! And Alexis is happy about that. Oh, bloody hell. 
Um, something seems to have gone awry. That's shit. I didn't realise you were getting so early. Hanging out. Good. Well, I'm, d- I'm sort of doing interviews all day, uh, which is annoying, but I, uh, for, for you. Apparently, this I, is annoying. Uh, you're annoying, Geraldine Quinn. Um, I just saw, I just told my interview, interviewee that she, she's annoying. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, he, he I'm, I'm do doing, that. let's see, I'll be done. It was important oh, that God, he did. I'll be done about six, I think, today. But what. Is the shower finished? Get some tweet. Sounds good. This, this stuff's gold. Dicks. Dicks. Yeah, good on you, man. Brilliant. All right, do that. And um, I will give you a shout out there. Yeah, you can probably buy it there. I don't know if it's... I don't think it's been selling out, but it is the weekend now, so I don't this know. This is actually the whole podcast. I, would, I don't know. You might, yeah, actually... Well, hang on. What 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 time is it now? What is? Uh, <laughs> all right, mate. Brilliant. Well, I'll, I'll go back get back to my annoying interview now. So um, that's I'll, me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six o'clock for, for for eats is a good is a good shout. Cool, mate. Brilliant. See you a bit. Bye. Who's coming early? That's my old friend Ging Fei Chung. Oh, I don't know. Uh, King Fei Chung, real name. Um, right, I've got to put my phone on charge. It's a great real name. It's a very good real name. And uh, I knew him from uni, and um, his little sort of song would have been in the room. You know, do you remember Stingray? Stingray, Stingray. <laughs> so it was <laughs> King Fei, King Fei. Please, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my own again. On my own, pretending he's on the podcast. All alone, I'm sitting in a backyard. All right, you bummer. Let's do this. All right. I'm not an interviewer. No, that was I was referring to other ones. I've got to go and do uh, two down at... Um, I'll okay. have you know, young man, that, yes. that I, I had asked you if you'd come and have a chat with me well before all this blew up. Oh, I know. This is not about this. I no, know this. no. Mm. That's, um, are, you, are you tired of talking about this now? No, not really. It's kind of, no. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's doing good things. Mm. I'm glad that people are interested and want to have a debate on it. So it's, uh, it's pretty good. Well, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, already a bit of an agitator, so I, I tried to shut up. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, a lot of people... It's, it's just what loads of people have said already. Yeah. And there's also, like, someone... The best thing was that someone told me a couple of days ago that, like, heads were rolling in the council because there were a load of people who've been saying this for years and other people above them have ignored it and gone, nah, it's fringe, it'll sort itself out. Oh, really? Yeah, whatever. And then, apparently now, it's, it's been found out that they've been saying this for, for years and it's like, why has nothing been done about this? Right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. That's really good. Well, it's a really interesting um, thing because... I mean, I felt, I've, I told you, I felt a bit like that last year. Yeah, and, yeah. And I, I think a lot of people have for many years. Yeah. For a number of years. I think, I think a local was saying to me that the year before uh, that, that she was starting to go, mm. um, but. Was it a goat? No. It was a local human. No, no, it was definitely mm. a human. I have, I've limited my conversations with goats right. in, in uh, recent years. So you should. I said I only said previous years, like I had an option of 
limiting anything in future years. Yeah. I haven't got that great a grasp on the temporal I, qualities of this world. I, I thought you were so down with the kids. I know. <laughs> okay. You were just hanging goat on. You goat were joke. Hanging on goat, to that goat, goat joke. Goat I could see that goat joke gambling in your eyes. <laughs> like a baby goat. <laughs> yeah, um, so it has been a bit of an interesting thing because uh, what I found most intriguing was the fact that it's you that said something and you're basically one of the nicest people that anybody knows. Everybody expects me to be a shit. But the fact that it was you <laughs> made a really big difference. But still, still I could see um, third, fourth hand versions of it referring to it uh, as a rant and a screed. And I'm uh, going, yeah, it really, yeah. really wasn't. I wasn't angry. I no. was just disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, and, and misquoting me as well. Like there were headlines going, terrible festival. Yes. And it's like, I never said that. No. I've never called it past or, 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 or present, the terrible festival. I, I never said that. No. I think Brendan Burns might have. <laughs> but I, yeah. yeah. And you did get lumped in a bit with that. Perhaps. And, and, and I was chatting to Brendan about this and he was going, uh, oh, I probably wouldn't have used so many facts and cunts if I thought they'd be uh, quoting me verbatim. <laughs> I was like, wouldn't you? Really? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah, just, yeah, it was funny that it was taken verbatim from me, Paul Curry and, and Brendan without any of us being interviewed. It was just a thing copied and pasted from Facebook. And my mate Fee's one as well, Fee Plumley, she, she had hers on a private chat that someone had taken off Facebook and, and put again verbatim in the news. It was oh, really? Really strange, yeah. Oh, God. And that's, that's the world we're living in now, I guess, isn't it? Facebook is now, is now news without any... Um, I don't know, records, without anyone actually kind of chasing it up. Well, that's well, they did eventually, but yeah, but that's why it's it's more important than ever to be to be uh, mindful of context and and to be yeah. forgiving of of expression to a degree. Yeah, I mean, I'm you know, our generation, I think is you know, I think the next generation, I suppose, they they take Facebook to be news, and they're from a generation where news actually comes up on Twitter and Facebook before the news, and you know, yeah. I think we're from, I'm, I'm you know. <laughs> We're already trying to do something about the fringe scene. We don't need to fix journalism as well. Like that's just too much for one for one festival. Jesus. Well, that's the thing about the advertisers sort of chipping in and doing all this. And it's like actually a lot of the complaints that people that sprung from this were people going, "Oh, the advertiser had um, uh, booked tickets for the show and they're not showing up." Yeah, I heard that a few you know, times. This is a sponsor of the festival. If they're not even giving a shit, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty bad state of affairs. And I think it's it's worth saying because I guess I get really I get more furious than usual when <laughs> when people kind of go oh bloody artists and titled artists you expect to make money I don't think anybody was saying they expected to make money out of a festival I think the we were sort of saying yeah. but the the purpose of a fringe and there wasn't there wasn't a journalist who wrote this the purpose of the fringe was for those sorts of shows to mm. exist and when they when they can't anymore they, and all that anyone said and all that you said was yeah. I, I can't do it anymore and I've been doing this for 7 years yeah you know it's like I'm not none of us are owed a living no but I'm owed a tiny bit of loyalty surely to see like and that was genuinely true like in Perth where I was just having a, a lovely time and I was looking at my Adelaide sales going all right, we're on seven. seven. That's is there a mistake here? No, it's just that's seven. Seven for the whole run. Yeah. Like a two-week run. Yeah. So, so seven. Then it went up to eight at the end. Uh, you're just going, all right, something's gone a bit wrong here. It's not like I haven't proved myself. It's not like I'm going to give you a shit show. I've never brought a crap show to Adelaide, in my, my, in my humble opinion. Yeah. And the reviewer's opinion as well, you know. It's not like I haven't put the effort in. Yeah. And you just it's a long way to come to make a loss. Well, I haven't done Edinburgh since 2010 mm. for a similar reason. So I've got I've got UK people who want me to come over, but I'm just yeah, got, I just can't ca- I just it. can't do it. Yep. I haven't got the money, and I just don't. 
I don't, I just can't. And and when I'm going Adelaide, I don't know if I can. Yeah. And I'm in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, like, it's pretty hard. It is hard. Like, but you know, the, I, I stopped reading the comments a long time ago. I just yeah. saw the initial ones of people going, "Uh, maybe your show's not any good, mate," from people <sighs> who hadn't come to see the show. That fly, the flyer <laughs> comment as well. Maybe your flyer's oh, just shit. Yeah. What? Well, it isn't. It was actually quite divine. <laughs> 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 I was very proud. It's probably the best part of the show, if anything, was the flyer. <laughs> <laughs> and I may edit this out, but yeah, the same person. And saying, oh, well, look at Blah Blah Show. They are a success story of the French. Yeah. And you're going, yeah, that's a story that's co-produced by uh-huh. a major arts yeah. body. And he also <laughs> said, yeah, look at us. We're doing all right. Yeah, uh, yeah what, great. Uh, uh, I don't know who they were. Oh, <laughs> no, they're just... It's a muscle guy with a rabbit over his penis for his poster. It's like, I'm not debating arts and oh. culture with you, dude. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's right. Come on. <laughs> and he's a notorious... Oh, well, I'm not going to say it, actually. The stories I've heard this week have been quite eye-opening. Let's put it that I way. I think it's okay... To say I'm having a bit of a shit time without... Oh, hi. That's okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's, Becky uh, Lou. it's the original Back on the Thrillers interviewee. Interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hi, hi, darling. How are you? <laughs> yeah. You look beautiful as usual. No, I'm going tomorrow morning. A very beautiful woman. Just for... It doesn't really work on a podcast, does it? But very beautiful woman, Becky Lou. She's a beautiful woman inside and out. <laughs> we'll talk about you when you're gone. See you tonight? Where? Somewhere. I'm going to go because I've got to drive Dalesford tomorrow. You'll see me in Melbourne. See you back in the garage. That's okay. Don't worry. I love it. (laughs) Um, I think the thing, yeah, it's okay for people to sort of say this is a bit hard because I think a lot of people do, especially social media thing, but a lot of Mm. people run around going, I've got to be all sunshine and happiness when it doesn't, saying uh, I'm having a hard time Mm. doesn't mean that everything else is shit. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, the people that have seen the shows have been great. It's a great show. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It is. But it's a tough sell. It's a spoken word, it's an absurdist spoken word show. Yeah, yeah. You know, how how do you compete? There there are always people that... (laughs) want to go and see the dross. Yeah, but and you... The, I'm not saying that my... I'm not bigging mine up, but I just think it's I, I, it's not a bad show. No, 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 but the, you made the right point, which was when I, I probably met you around the same time I was starting doing Adelaide. Yeah. I built an audience. Yeah, yeah. And the last time I did an Adelaide Fringe, I was a nominee for Best Cabaret. Yeah, not just a yeah, weekly. Yeah. It was like I was a nominee mm-hmm. to win. And just deservedly lost to Tommy Bradson, who's, who's oh, extraordinary. I love. But Tommy. who doesn't do Adelaide anymore either? Does he? I don't think he doesn't do anywhere no. anymore. He's in I London. I guess he doesn't. Yeah, he's so good. He is very, very good, and he's very unique. And I would not um, want to see him struggle in a environment like we mm. seem to be finding. But like I thought, it. I first four or five fringes, I was like, yeah, I've, I've built an Adelaide base, and then I did. Well, it's the same with Tommy. Actually, his birthday show. Um, Last year went no. Um, was 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 it, but the birthday? What was the show called? The birthday party one. Birthday yeah, party, yeah. which was excellent, which was really fun and yeah. and dark and no one thinks silly like him. and no one thinks like yeah. him. But he was just getting you know pretty low numbers from that from what I saw and he he'd been nominated as well. Mm. That perfect friend show, like really mm. interactive in your face, just got under your skin a little bit, you know, uncomfortable in parts but joyous in other parts, and it's just that's, you know that's a friend show. Yeah. But we're not going to go down too dark a path. No, no, no. The important thing is that when people were sort of going, oh, maybe it's your fault, mate, in some way, yeah. the thing that <laughs> struck me the other day, I was wandering around and just went, oh, hang on a minute, 
I think the difference is that we've we've actually considered the possibility that it's our fault. <laughs> yeah, of course we have. Maybe. Oh, we do. Like, have you considered you're just not funny, mate? Yeah, yeah. Regularly, yes. that's what we do. <laughs> but at least you come and validate or kind of you know well, you you see the show and then tell us. Have like, you considered that we might have a point? Then? Yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway, anyway, it was really lovely to um, to actually get to see it. I haven't got to see many shows because I've been um, oh. admining like oh, a bastard. You. Yeah, yeah. But um, when all, you go home, um, yeah, all right. Come oh, on, sorry. get rid of me. <laughs> um, I'm off on Tuesday. I'm gonna I'm gonna catch a few shows on Monday that I haven't been able to see. Oh, great. Uh, and go back to my beloved on Tuesday to my lady who's been worried about me back home. And oh, like, she? And, uh, not so much. No, she's cool. She's been, you know, she's actually saying, I wish I could be there to fight your corner as well. She's, what do you reckon's gonna happen when you get home? Um, like as far well, as all this stuff, do you mean, like the I, I way. I don't think we should go into. It. I think it's quite personal. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want. No, not, not that. Oh right. Yes. So. No, like when yeah. you because the why it was reported in Chortle was yeah. a little inflammatory. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and and I had Nico from Nico and Joe. Nico uh, was like uh, yeah, sending yeah. me that link, and I'm going, yeah, little yeah. bit what happened, but not quite. Yeah. Um, oh, I think it will all. have blown over to some extent by then. I mean, the fact that it made the papers in the UK and everywhere else is, is insane. But, um, uh, yeah, there's other things, other stories come up now, don't they? It's like, oh, well, Adelaide Fringe, yeah, it's another Fringe. It's not making money. It's being sorted, possibly. You know, possibly. possibly. We'll see next year. I don't think, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, yeah, let's see. I, d- I doubt it. I think by the time I'm, I'm home on Tuesday, I think people will just be going, what the hell were you doing in Adelaide, mate? What, the, yeah, what, yeah. what were you getting up to? You can do it remote. You can do it remote. Sorry, I went all uh, bogan then. I don't know what came over me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know, who knows? Well, when I get back home, I'm just going to enjoy a bit of time uh, reflecting and just kind of... and. I'm just enjoying life a bit. Doing some shows in Germany as well. Oh wow! Oh, that's so nice. That you Dusseldorf just, and just go next uh, door. Uh, yeah, basically Heidelberg <laughs> and uh, doing some shows like that, and then off to New Zealand to do the festival oh, there, New which Zealand. is a very manageable and managed festival. It's curated, so it's a very different beast. But it's kind of they keep it very small. And they, uh, New uh, Zealand Fringe is really lovely. Oh, I've heard actually. Yeah, yeah, a load of people come back from Wellington. Really, really enjoying it. Wellington's a wonderful city. It is. It, um, it's a lot of fun. I'm I did forward to that. New Zealand Comedy Festival and then did two fringes. Just mm. Wellington. Yeah, it's I, nice, I love isn't it? it? It's yeah. very nice. That's a still a very fringy fringe. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, when there's, people there's ask me, I go, are. "It's wee, it's really mm. small, but it's it's a fringy." There's fringe. still some very fringy. Fr- uh, Prague Fringe is a, is a great little fringy fringe. Is it really? Yeah, Prague's good. It's kind of. I mean, it's yeah. Prague is. You, you you can't really make money off it because they they charge. You have everyone charges the same price for a ticket, so it's like, um, how much is it? I mean, it's probably something like. Is it something that's more like five bucks, or something for a ticket? Everyone has to charge that. Oh. But obviously the venue sizes are different, so they will try and sort of put you in ones that. But, but still, it's very hard to make money oh. off that. And but it's but, but but you were in Prague, yeah. <laughs> so I did it once and took Pauline out, and we kind of had a great time in Prague and a city city of beautiful architecture and segways. <laughs> just segways. Segways. Everyone just travels around on a segway. Oh, because immediately look... I just went. People were constantly trying to get from one story to uh, another. <laughs> no, the different spelling. The seg. Way, uh, the, uh, the 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 mildly uh, comical transportation device. And they've not got a lot of cobbled streets or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the segway and bridges works. and kind of and Jeez. and yet you just see you're looking at this beautiful building and suddenly you get <laughs> like six idiots <laughs> with little helmets on and segways just going past. It's amazing. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> strange, strange times in Prague. Transition. 
Hi, listeners, it's Geraldine here. Geraldine from the future. Okay, it's the past now. But anyway, I'm interrupting the podcast because before we begin the next section with Alexis, I have to explain something. A number of years ago in Adelaide, Alexis witnessed an event, an event that he saw fit to relay to me. It was an event that involved a gentleman crossing a road to try to assist what he thought was an injured possum. And then as he picked up the possum, the possum bit him. Now, he told me this story and it was quite an interesting story. And then a couple of weeks later, he went to tell me the story again, forgetting that he'd already told me the story. So I informed him that he told me the story. Now, that was a mistake on my part because it basically meant that for the next several years of my life, whenever I ran into Alexis, he would wait with incredible skill until he knew I had forgotten about the possum story before beginning to tell me the possum story, but his skill as a performer is so great on and off stage that he always began it in a way that I wasn't aware that he was about to tell me the possum story. Now, he's got a real commitment to winding people up, so um, I have to take my hat off to him, my magnificent top cabaret hat, because he kept me going for a number of years. Well done, Alexis. Anyway, that I had to explain so that the next sentence makes some sense. Back to the podcast. I've got a possum story. <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> let's, let's not do this. Do we, do we need to? It's not as fun. It's not as fun. I, I didn't spring it on you enough. Do we need to commit this to, to the internet? <laughs> I don't think the internet needs the possum story. <laughs> I do enjoy explaining every, right. to everyone what the possum story is. Um. <laughs> it's yeah. I it mean, happened. It's a true it story. Did it, it did just happen. seemed to happen every year yeah. when I saw you. <laughs> I don't think that there's so much bullshit that has been gathered over festivals of just crap stories and crap things. There's like, <laughs> I just little things like John Bennett a couple of years ago. I just I was just a in a dickish mood I was just like, as, as you know I quite often am mm. where he just goes um, he was just telling me about snorkelling and he was, he was I mean that wasn't this, this was the thing he was just telling me about snorkelling and, and he just goes uh, uh, oh yeah and we just oh yeah we went to this bay and we just we saw, saw this uh, we saw this school of fish and I stopped him and I went what? Goes, you know like we saw a school of fish a, a school of fish I went yeah like the, the school of fish went a, a school of fish. What are you talk? What are you talking about? And he goes, you know, like a school of fish. I just pretended that I didn't know that. What the, I'd never heard of the phrase, and just did his head in, and was just going around the table like, you know, you guys know. And just, he just started to lose his mind a bit. It was a school of fish. What are you talking? Yeah, that's the collective now. No, just, just just Where fuck. does that come from? Just fucking with you. No, what? but I just, I just. You do this. Where yeah. does it come from? Well, I don't know. I just like winding people up. Do you and have then, siblings? Yeah. I got a sister. You got a I sister. suppose I wound her up quite a bit. Younger sister? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that makes yeah, a lot yeah, more sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I know, it's just, it's just bullshit. It's fun. It's like, I mean, did, did your parents wind you up when you were growing up? Um, I suppose I'd probably, I'd probably get it from my dad a bit. Yeah, he'd, he'd sort of, yeah. It's, fun. it's really fun to do to kids. It is. I told my niece that she was five for about three years in a row. And whenever she insisted, no, I'm six, I go, no, you're five. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. But there's just loads of things. Like that story is not that funny, but it's just something that has... The possum story is awful. There's no, there is no story, but it's just things like that. Yes. Ask, ask David Quirk about triple toweling. Oh, my gosh. 
I can't wait to ask There's, David Quirk about ask, triple toweling. Ask Quirk about triple toweling. And that's, yeah. It will, love... ma- it will not make for... It's not a good story in any way. To witness you <laughs> trying to wind up Quirk. Whoa. <laughs> That's a fringe show in and of itself. <laughs> it's oh, and this is the, this, me and Quirk. This festival just found the phrase "at once" hilarious. <laughs> so we just go, I'm going to see a show at once. At once. Can, uh, do you want a beer? Yeah, at once. <laughs> uh, just it's everything, but it's taken over our lives. Like we can't talk to each other without using it now. How's your day been? Oh, pretty good. At once. Like even when it doesn't make sense, you know. I'm going to start dropping that into conversation. Oh, if you with could. Him. At once. Do it at once. I shall do it at once. But it's not funny. No. But it's just, I think it's festival madness kicks in. That school of fish. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's just... <laughs> I used to say, I stay with Laurie Bell a fair bit when I'm oh, here. Oh, great. Thanks to her incredible generosity and yes. that of her housemates. Great bullshit. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I used to just um, stand on the opposite side of the room of her and dry my teeth and, <laughs> and push my upper lip up <laughs> and stand in a kind of weird, hunched over sort of... And stare. <laughs> For as long as I could until... <laughs> like a possum. She, until she looked up. Yeah. She wouldn't know I was there for so long. <laughs> and eventually she would just... It happened so many times. Like I'd just sort of appear around a door and stay oh, really, really still. And eventually it would happen on such a regular occurrence that she would just shout when she noticed me, Hello! 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 Miss right. It's just, yeah, little things. It's just the, the repeat until funny mantra. Oh, yeah. This is my mate John at uni used to do a thing called a sly nudger, his term, um, where he just sort of, he had a party, he'd wear like a longish shirt and he'd just pop a nut out and um, oh just God. sort of lift the shirt and just engage in someone, make eye contact with someone, having a chat with them. Usually someone sat down, but occasionally just, you know, sat, and, and just sort of raise his arms up a bit, lift the shirt and reve- thus revealing the plum. And then someone would just have a, get a, get a picture of it, you know, unbeknownst that, so it'd be just someone just there having a conversation with a guy with their nut out. And they would never know, and just that, and that was the sly nudger, That's and just every, and it's just oh, and you just see these photos. This is back, back before, you know, inst- this is when people were still taking photos and having them developed. So there'd be photos at a party, where just every picture is just John just chatting to someone with a nut out, and then completely just done away. Oblivious. Like Maybe that's where Chris Lilly got it from. Uh, he has a character he do? that does uh, yeah. try to get a nut out in photos. <laughs> right. It is bordering on sexual assault. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, being a student is not a, a valid excuse. No. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. No. Not, not quite. <laughs> um, so we had the apparently the... VIP area of the Fringe Club nearly collapsed during a, rain, a rainstorm the other oh night. Oh, God, did it? Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of a... Um, what's the word? It's not poetic justice. What's the, what's the phrase for that? You're for hubris? bit of hubris, yes. Mm. Yes, with crackers at once. At once. I'm just practising. Collapsed at once. So, yes. <laughs> it's one of those things that just gets in your head. Do you see what I mean? It's not like the, not like the bit from the show. Is it weird? That became a phrase from Perth, for that guy just coming up to me, just to explain. It was, it was Weird? Yeah, just a guy that came up to me uh, while I was eating a, a little snack outside a Chinese restaurant, and, and he just goes, oh, what are you, what are you eating there, mate? I went, oh, it's like flour rolls, I think they're called, cool. little like, prawn rolls. He goes, oh, yeah? Is he weird? <laughs> and that was it. I went, oh, it's, yeah, I guess it's exotic. It's, well, yeah, it's a glutinous kind of thing with prawn. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of weird. He goes, oh, yeah? Have a good day, mate. <laughs> just walked <laughs> off and that was it. It was just such a weird thing to happen. So it's just, is it weird, became the phrase of, of, of Perth. It's just, 
I think when everything. you when you're, you're a weird. solo performer, particularly a female one, and you're mm. often kind of dragging yourself around from place to place on your own with gear and shit, and mm. you're sort of keeping your wits about you all the time, sadly. But but I, you get quite. You get quite aware of mm. there's a few things I can do to diffuse what might happen yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was walking home the other day and I had to park quite far away and um, I saw a guy sitting in the gutter. He did not look threatening at all. He mm. just looked like he felt like a sit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get that in Perth a lot of just people just Oh, this saying, is here. This is, is, here, is in okay. Adelaide. And he was just having a sit and he yeah. just and he get my attention and sometimes, you know, you just engaging's the easiest way mm-hmm. to make sure nothing weird happens. And he just had a little chat, said I like my shoes and then went, Hey, you keep being you. <laughs> this is what I said about Perth people. They are strangely friendly. There's nothing the wrong with that at all. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just sort of went, I will. I have no options, so I shall do my best. I, I, got, I got thrown out of my first shop ever in Perth I at the age of 30. first show. No, no. I mean, I just got thrown out of my own show for heckling. Really self-deprecating <laughs> comic, you know. I just couldn't. Why did you get thrown out of a shop? I got thrown out of a shop at the age of 35. Like for the first time in my life, but for trying on a shirt, like I went. There was a, there was a shop what? <laughs> in Northbridge run was, by this kind of. Did they sell shirts? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. It was the owner's shirt. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> in a gelato shop. Um, no, it was. Um, it's, it's a New York tailor. It's called, and it's there's this, it's sort of run by this old, sort of wizened old guy that just looks like he's never smiled and hates life, and just kind of. I went in there, got some nice little retro shirts. I do enjoy a retro shirt, and. Uh, uh, thought I'd have a look at the range. He's sort of eyeing me. I'm the only one in the shop, and he's eyeballing me from the start. And I just sort of I picked three shirts that I thought I'd try on different styles, different different sizes. Picked them up, just about to take them through to the changing room. And he kind of meets me halfway. He comes from around back from around the back of the counter and just goes, uh, "No, nah, try them on here, mate." What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I went, "All right, okay, really? Yeah, you've got a changing room. No, nah, try them on here, mate. All right." So I just popped him sort of down and tried one. I put put him on over the shirt, <laughs> over my own T-shirt. and just feeling watched by this guy for the whole time going, <laughs> this is weird. And just, <laughs> is it weird? Yes, it's yeah, weird. Is it weird? Yeah, it's weird. And, and so I'm trying on this shirt and it's kind of not the right size. It's, uh, uh, I want to run a bit smaller. It's a large size. I'll try on a, a, a different one. He's like, <clears throat> grumbling, putting it back on the hanger. And then I, <laughs> so I try on another one. I was like, oh, this one fits. Uh, and, I was, and he's really getting angry now. I'm just going, oh, yeah, this one fits. Have you got, um, like, uh, that style of the other shirt in this size? And he just goes, oh, get out. I'm sorry? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. I went, what? what? No, I, I, he goes, you're not going to buy anything. Get out. I went, well, no, if you have that in that, that style, size in that style. And he's like, oh, I don't need this. Get out of the shop. And then another guy comes around. <laughs> From the, from the counter it's just like this big guy just comes around back and just, just like eyeballing me as well and like starts approaching like do you know what don't want a shirt that much I do not need a shirt that much I will, I'm going to leave your establishment and I was chatting to one of the briefs boys and, and, uh, about this cause like, a, a few days later and he goes was it this shop was it this guy and I went yeah and he goes yeah that is a rite of passage for every Perth guy <laughs> I I don't know. It's going to be a front for something. That's what someone else said. There's clearly some mafia shit going on. I don't know. But it was so funny. At the age of 35, getting thrown out of a shop for trying on a shirt. It's incredible. So it's not always strangely friendly. Sometimes strangely, you know, yeah. (laughs) Confronting and (laughs) full of animosity. That's completely... It it, it blew, blew my mind a bit as well. God. Yeah. Oh my god! 
The weirdest shop experience I had in Perth was I went into a, a military... I, I like second-hand places, and I, yeah, there, was yeah. a, there was a military uh, paraphernalia shop. And I don't normally gravitate, but I find it sort of interesting. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. in there? Yeah, yeah sort of, so I went in to have a little, a little bit of a look. I mm. think it's important to know our history. I yeah. think that, you know... Having an awareness of the conflicts of the past may help us to avoid yes. them in the future. Yes. Anyway, mm. I've never seen so much Nazi paraphernalia openly yeah, for sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I it's, said as much to the guy. Like, what kind of person owns these these shops? You know, you, wh- yeah. Why are they in a glass case up the front of the shop? Yeah. Like, they're not even at the back going, Oh yeah. Yeah, you reckon you're interested yeah. in this? Came out. I've been in Lemmy's basement. It was so, so, <laughs> so strange. Yeah. And I went, down, I went back down the road and I, and I dropped in at the little kind of weird curio shop. He obviously goes and gets stuff from everywhere. Mm. There's stuff things shoved in every corner. This is out, out in Maylands. Yeah. And I went, I just dropped in at that place there. I'd be, I, I, I can't believe some of the stuff I saw. <laughs> there's like swastikas yeah. and there's, there's propaganda SS. cartoons. Yeah, and, yeah. And he went, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a bit of an old one. I might cut that bit. No, don't cut that bit. He was nice. That guy, that guy with the weird little place was nice because you mm. could find anything. Well, going back to Prague, actually, well, this is something I would highly recommend to any Prague traveller. It was the, um, uh, oh, what's it called? It's the, oh, it's the KGB Museum is what it's called. But it's not really, it is a museum, oh. but it's one guy with a little backstreet place who has, like, Lenin's death mask in his basement he has uh, all sorts of kind of propaganda and like um, Kalashnikov rifles that you can assemble like in seconds and, and little really interesting things like little uh, cigarette packs that could fire bullets and, and kind of old um, spy cameras and that kind of he's thing. He's just a collector? And he's just a very, very avid collector. I think he may be Bosnian or Serbian or something, but really like so into, super into it. You just, you can walk in. I think you can book kind of times to go in as well, but most of the time you just walk in through this turnstile and the guy's like, oh, come, 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 come in. And he's already sort of, there were a few two scared Chinese tourists who are already showing around who were a bit taken. And I, Help like, us. Like, Help us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just grateful <laughs> I'd come to join him. I mean, he's so fervent and so, but he's, he's yeah, he's, he's just got all of these things. Like, How did you, you find him? It's, um, I think someone else had told me about it. It's like, you've got to go to the... And this is something I love passing on as well. You must find, track down the KGB Museum in Prague. Wow. It's fascinating because it is one guy with a little basement and a tiny shop up top. Oh, well, that's a passion though. Yeah. Like, there's people with that passion and, the, and, the, and they keep things alive That's sometimes. right. But the guy can assemble a Kalashnikov in seconds. He's got you know, access. I mean, you just wonder what he's got under the counter. You know there's some weird shit under there that you can't show. <laughs> and what he's got back in his own house. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless no, I've got I've got the impression that he actually lives there and just kind of he's got a den, you know, he's got his little rifles there just in case anyone <laughs> tries to nick Lenin's death mask. I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I went up to I was very kindly brought up to Alice Springs to do a gig at the Araluan Art Centre, and I spent my days. I only had one, the one gig, and I had a couple of days uh, up there, which was lovely. And I try to find those sorts of mm. things, and I found the National Pioneers National. Pioneer Women's Museum. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you might think it's just like colonial pioneers. No, they just, it's just a museum to a- any field that women have been pioneers in. <laughs> and and it's serious. That's yeah, cool. yeah. And it's, it's in the old jail. So oh, the yeah. woman who started it, she's passed away. She was in her 80s and she passed away in the early 2000s. And Ooh. that was her passion. Yeah, totally. And so they didn't have anywhere to put all this stuff. And there's, 
There's some really odd collections yeah. of things in there. Yeah, this, yeah, there yeah. is an iron collection in there, <laughs> like a clothes iron, which, which was like, this is amazing <laughs> in the National Pioneer Women's <laughs> Museum. And you can, like, you can get an annual membership for 35 bucks or something like that, and it's all volunteers. Anyway, the woman who started it, they were running out of room for the bits and pieces that they had, and they were going to uh, knock down the jail, the old mm. jail. And she's like, no, 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 let's let's drum up some support, and they managed to get that as an actual gallery site. So you you're wandering through these very odd exhibitions mm. and in and out of cells. Wow. <laughs> there was a kids um, there was a kids UV kind of light display art exhibition that was in one of the cell blocks. <laughs> so you could it was all UV'd up, and there were glowing rabbits and art and That's things hanging off. Pretty surreal. That sounds pretty good. But uh, they also <laughs> they also kept doing a bit of the history of the jail thing theme yeah, going yeah. on, which means that there were mannequins dressed up in doorways. And then you turn around <laughs> up to some lovely little child's art thing and go, fucking, oh, oh, my God. Because <laughs> there's no one there and there's no soundtrack. Well, I've just started tracking these places down. Like, and actually, so, sometimes it's just it's just kind of coincidence. It's pure serendipity, these things. Like, I, was, um, I went to Sicily uh, with my oh. lady. We went to Mimpoli, went to Sicily, and we... Didn't have much of a plan. We're kind of pretty cash when it comes to holidays. We just kind of, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. We tend to go 50-50. It's like, oh, what was our last holiday? Oh, that was a success, wasn't it? We did well. Oh, this is going to be a disaster. We will turn up at all the wrong times to eat. We will turn, all the places will be closed on a Monday, or whatever, <laughs> that sort of thing, you know. So, but this was a, yeah, this was a success, a notable success, this one. We kind of just went from place to place. We had like, we were staying in the, in the town in Palermo where we were getting the flight from, and that's all we knew, and all the rest we just made up. And there was the penultimate night, and we were kind of going, uh, where should we go? We, we've done that bit of the island, we've done that bit of the island, we need to be somewhere close to Palermo. And I just looked up, and I've never done this, I just looked up on Google, unusual hotel, Sicily. Oh, no. And the first one that came up, we went, oh my God, we're going there. It was in a little place called Castel di Tusa, which is just kind of in the north of, of Sicily, and just, uh, which is basically a tiny little beach town, not even really a town, there's like a beach, a fisherman, <laughs> a bar, and a hotel. And from the beach, up on the top, there's a cliff face jutting out where you can see a giant brass pyramid. Okay. And that giant brass pyramid is, uh, belongs to the guy who owns the hotel, who is an eccentric art collector. And the whole hotel is an art hotel. And it's called the Atelier Art Hotel. And he, he, half the rooms are what he calls standard rooms, which are anything but. They're kind of, they have sculptures, they have all, like 20 different pe pictures on the wall and kind of beautiful decor and crazy kind of, uh, you know, yeah, just incredible. Dali-esque kind of thing. And, and um, the other half of the rooms is about, about sort of 12, 12 or so rooms, which he's just given over to artists, to his favourite artists, to, to make into a room. So there's one where it's a triangle room. There's like a triangular window. The bed is a triangle. You have to use a prism to open the door. There's uh, one... Uh, I want to go there. ...dedicated to uh, Fellini, to the, to the filmmaker Fellini, who, where, where you, is, there's a small uh, half door that goes into the wall. You have to open up a bit of the wall, and you go th in through the wall into this room that's where the, it, there's like mud and hay or it's made to look like mud and hay like in, in the whole room. There's did, like you, a, did you get a tour of the whole Yeah, you could, we, we arrived just at the right time. This guy, they were giving tours of the whole and you could just, and they showed you all the rooms that weren't being stayed in and it was just out of season so most of them weren't. You know, you paid a little bit more for one of those rooms. Well, it was quite a bit. It was maybe like, what was it for the night? I don't know, maybe like 250 bucks, I guess, for the, for the night. Yeah. Still not bad, considering where it is and what it is. And it's, um, there was one that was, uh, like, the, the the bird room where the bed was an egg shape with, with a kind of feather mattress on it. It was a beautiful one where you could kind of, 
uh, in the wall, a bath had been built into the wall that was looking out over the over the beach. Oh wow! And so when you sat in the bath, it, it felt like you were bathing in the sea. Oh, so there's things like that. Just a genius kind of a room that was just entirely red, which was a little bit hookerish. Um, but like red light, everything was red, and and there's one light, one room that just looked really plain, but you flicked on the light. And it's all UV. A UV light comes on, and there's these incredible kind of like thing etchings on the wall in UV. Fantastic! Amazing. So just unusual hotel. I looked at it for the first time I've ever done that, and there it was. And it was like half an hour's drive away, and you wouldn't know. You know, there were no signs or anything like. And this guy is basically an eccentric art collector who who owned. We drove up to the pyramid. This enormous brass pyramid mm. that's just there, looking out over the bay. And there's all through this town and following the course of the river, this guy has just got sculptures. Um, uh, yeah, just put down. Oh, there's an art trail that you can go and do, just looking at all these incredible, surreal sculptures. And the council, he didn't get any permission from the council, and they tried to stop him from doing this. And then the local residents like just, just went up in arms about it, going, oh, this is brilliant. Get fucked. <laughs> we want this. And he's just this crazy... We met the guy. He's just crazy... Uh, oh, yeah, and he, he wanted to... He said the next thing he's putting in is he's installing an elevator that you have to sing a certain pitch to get you up uh, to, the, to the levels. <laughs> How good is that? How good is that? This is brilliant. So, so uh, look up Unusual Hotel wherever you're on in. So in tone deaf people are kind of screwed. Yeah, but... we don't want you. You can use the stairs. Get the fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah pretty good fantastic yeah that's why you go into weird little shops as well you just find the strangest people i did a gig in uh where was it it was it was regional tasmania oh, my, I'd, love the names... I'd love to go to tasmania just for mona if nothing else the, yeah it's yeah. it's pretty extraordinary and um uh, gosh where was it cannot remember the name it's, it's escaped my brain but anyway it was a small town and so we drove there and we were doing it in the town hall and um, the op shop was still open. Mm. Geraldine's in. Hello. And there's a um, old lady there. She's um, knitting away, of course, because they always seem to be occupying themselves in op shops. And I was, she said, oh, you're the singer. <laughs> and I went, what? And she said, you're, you're the singer. You're, <laughs> you're, you're singing tonight. Because <laughs> uh, I, was I was the entertainer yeah, of the yeah, evening. Yeah, I said, yeah, 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 yeah I am. And, <laughs> and she said, all right, well, I'm gonna, I'll be coming with my daughter. And I said, okay, well, just so you know, I, you know there's a couple of... A couple of rude words, a little bit of strong language in there, so I might yep. swear a bit. She went, no, you won't. And I said, yeah, no, that's just a few, not many, but I do. And she goes, no, you won't. <laughs> I right. did. Yeah, you did. I yeah. did. Uh, was she there with the door? She was there and, she, mm. and, and it was fine and they were it very happy. Right. But, but afterwards we went to the, uh, the accommodation, which was attached to a motel. Of course it was. <laughs> which was also attached to a sports bar. <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> and we had an interesting incident where we were sort of, we had our post-show drink, me and the production manager, and then we're on our way out. And then suddenly as we were walking through the door, a pool cue came flying across oh, the room. Jesus. And hit the frame of the door just where we were standing, just missed us. And we were like, fuck. <laughs> and then these guys just come over going, oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry about that, sorry. And, and somehow he'd miscued. He really had. So violently. <laughs> it wasn't a felt ripper. It was a knockout the rock cabaret oh, visiting person wow. and their production manager. Jeez. It was just like. That's incredible. And. Yeah. That's, I mean, I'm mal-coordinated, but that's, that's something else. Wow. Yeah, but he apologised profusely enough. I thought, you're a good actor, if nothing else. <laughs> but, um, fuck. 
frightened the shit out of me. <laughs> but a little bit of me was also going, well, I can sort of say that I, uh, I got chased out of town with Paul Q. Yeah. Just, I mean, I, I went to bed after the incident, so it was a very slow chase. At once. Uh, at once. Yeah. Forthwith. <laughs> that's another one that's been... You and Quirk need to talk. That's another... Yeah, forthwith has crept in there as well, has it? Has that Godspeed? Yeah. Have you got onto Godspeed Not yet? yet. I'll, pro- I'll throw that in tonight. Godspeed's more of a... I'll throw that into the bullshit tonight. Do well. Godspeed, sir. But, uh, forthwith. Forthwith's good. Post-haste. Haste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't encourage us. Did you see Quake's show? I love Quake's show. I loved how he started in darkness. I, yes. <laughs> started in darkness and hands everyone a... Did you still do that? You did it in Perth. Hands everyone a, um, a, a set list. He hands everyone a set list yeah. and he starts in darkness and he starts interacting with the audience so the audience doesn't know whether he's looking at them. Oh, see, he couldn't do that in Perth because there were massive exit signs by his stage, but you I enjoyed know. that more. You couldn't, you couldn't you see could. it in Adelaide, so he's going, yes, you, madam. And everyone's going, I can't see what's going on. Oh, my God. Well, I was in there with Harley Breen and it's, I think Sam Simmons has said much the same, that it is just so much fun to watch Quirk struggle through a show. Oh. Like this was his first one. He didn't know what the hell it was. His opening was fucked entirely because he didn't realise he couldn't have full darkness. It's a big <laughs> exit signs illuminate. And I'm, uh, Harley's just there, just pissing himself at everything, you know, quirks, little mannerisms. That, uh, it's a joke, you know, if, if you can call it a joke. I mean, it. I guess it's, it's more of a collection this, of words. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that mic, mic sound because it looks like something a comedian might do. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you can go, sir, if, you, if you're not enjoying yeah. it. You can, you can go. I mean, I'm quite happy for you to leave. It's up I'm to you. All right. Okay. I think we're getting on. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why I just said that. That, just, that. that actually came out of my mouth. Why? <laughs> uh, I loved it. I really loved it. I love all this stuff. I do too. But I love that. But he's never going to... That's, he's always going to be like that, isn't he? He's just always going to... And that's an artist, isn't it? That's, that's, that's someone... He's, he's never going to be... We should never be... 100% happy with what we do. It's never finished. But all the things never... that are weird about... about what he thinks are weird in the night and mm. all the things that are brilliant mm. and that's all the things that make him who he is. And Completely. And <laughs> it, uh, yeah, I love it. I totally love it. Yes, you've got to go. You've got to go I and um, hobnob. Yes, do some hobnobbing. with some yes. internationals. Yes. And but it's been fun. That hobnobbing, I can't do it. No, I've never done one of these before, so I'm going to see if I am any good. I have a feeling I probably am not. I'll just tell them the possum story. They'll all know who you are. (laughs) Tell them all the... Yeah, I know. The possum story needs to come out. Yeah. 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 You you may know me from such Facebook comments as, well, maybe your show was shit, mate. Get a better flyer. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, signing off with a rabbit on my dick. (laughs) Shall I just turn up with that? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, shall I just tell it? Oh, maybe I should do that. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm missing you on this side of the world because God knows oh. when I'll get back over. Yeah, right. Well, likewise, shame you're not doing Edinburgh anymore. That's, uh... Mitch Ben keeps bothering me to come over. Good on him. But I don't know whether it'll be for an Edinburgh. No. I'd like to come for something, but mm. it's all the visa stuff. It's kind of no, weird. No, no, It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, come and do something sometime. Let's do something sometime. Yeah, it's time. At once. Forthwith. <laughs> Post haste. Godspeed. Alexis Jupas. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We're Can't done. top that. Well, it would be hard to top that if it wasn't for the fact that I had so many incredible friends. (laughs) Well, the next episode will be out soon. I believe it will be with Matt Gilbertson from Adelaide, also known as Hans. He is a cabaret superstar. Uh, Please, hopefully, I'll see you during Comedy Festival or maybe you've supported the possible campaign for my new album. Maybe? Maybe? Go on, do it. Do it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm going to go tiddles before we do this. That's right. Good. I pressed record.
I'm hoping I can capture it in the background.